Welcome to Colocho's Corner, a podcast for managers and leaders in the restaurant industry. My name's Curtis Cook, aka Colocho, a name I received many years ago when I first started in the restaurant business. Today's podcast, To Go Fo Show. All right, what does that mean? Well, it means to go for sure. The to-go business is definitely where it's at and one big area that we need to continue to focus on. Our to-go business has been vital for us since the start of COVID, and I want to make sure we keep the hunger for it alive. There's always been a balance point between the amount of total business we can handle between to-go's and dine-in, and what we have to do is never be satisfied with what our limit is. We have to challenge our teams to take it to the next level. I was talking to Jimmy the other day and how excited we was when our first gringos uh, went from broke 40000 in a week. They talked about how crazy it was and how stressful it was. Well, now that same kitchen, the same size kitchen, is doing 140000 a week. My challenge to you is to stay hungry and don't be scared when you have your butt handed to you on a to-go shift because you felt it was too busy or you couldn't handle it. I challenge you to come up with a plan that will handle more sales than you had on that shift so you'll be better prepared. And just remember, staffing isn't the only answer. It's about systems, training, and just everyone knowing their role, which is a huge piece of it. The one thing that you really have to do is believe you can make it happen. It's creating a belief in your team that they can make it happen. It's like Muhammad Ali said, I'm the greatest. I said that even before I knew I was. So I was off the other day and I went down to the beach and I'm walking along the beach. It's a great time to kind of disconnect and let your mind just kind of wander. But unfortunately, my little Mensa brain decided to start thinking about to-go's. But, you know, realizing, you know, what, what's a good percent for your to-go business to balance out with your dine-in? And I know what it was before COVID and looking at how much higher it is right now and our profitability and everything, trying to understand it and trying to find what's the perfect mix. Well, you know, I start thinking and running numbers in my head and start thinking, okay, well, if you have three servers and just say that they have a four table section and each table, say, rings 50 bucks, keep it easy. You know, that's 600 bucks for three servers in, in an hour. So then I start thinking it to goes and typically you have kind of like a three person team and you just kind of build on that. You know, you have your packer, your cashier and your runner and how much do they ring in an hour and say they can complete five orders every 15 minutes. So, you know, that would be 20 orders an hour and each order says 40 bucks, you know, a little bit less than a dine-in guest, but, uh, that's 800 bucks. So, okay. Dine-in we're making 600 an hour to go. We're making 800 an hour. But then of course my mind went, well, to go's paid more an hour. Well, then also you have to think about for that dine-in guest, you also have to have a host, a busser, a bartender, and a, you know, a dishwasher because the plates and all that. Yeah, you use dishwashers for the kitchen, but that's all kind of equal. So all once that labor on that, it's probably a whole lot more and you're generating less. So then I was like, wow, okay. So that started making me think, okay, what, what is our perfect mix? How do we balance that and figure it out? You know, with our restaurants now, we are going into using, you know, integrated software for online ordering and we can, can control it. Uh, how many orders we take every 15 minutes. So that's what kind of had me thinking how many orders every 15 minutes. You know, some of our restaurants are doing four or five every 15 minutes, and some have it set up to 10 to 15 every 15 minutes. Of course, in this day and age, we've got so, so many different analytics we can look at from how many missed phone calls do we have to, you know, what our throttle is on how many orders we're taking. 
you look at number uh, to-go servers you have, you look at how many servers you have in the restaurant, how full is your restaurant, are you open to full capacity? So, so many variables out there to, to really kind of take in and consider. But again, if you think of pre-COVID, to-go was a smaller part of our business, maybe 15 to 20%. Anytime we got over 20 to over 20%, that's when the profitability really start ramping up. And that was a lot of times that was due to go to go and catering. So now here we are, um, as we're trying to push to get our restaurants 100% open and fully staffed, which I think everyone's going through that challenge of trying to get staffed. But what is the acceptable level? What's that level do you want to have that balance point, that perfect mix of where you're not turning away to-go business and you're not turning away dine-in business? You know, how do you find that balance of which one's acceptable? You know, a long time ago, it was to-go's that kind of went away. We only had one or two people answer the phones. You know, now we have three to five and then we have online orders coming in and, you know, and we keep having that amount of business. And once, you know, we start turning it off on our Friday or Saturday night, the online part and just taking the phones. And again, we kind of pulled back on that. But, you know, was that the smart thing to do? You know, was that, were we generating more income out of that area with that staff than we were with the dine-in guests? So, you know, how do you continue to find that mix? And, you know, to me, that's going to be the interesting thing moving forward as we go through this. You know, I don't have the answers right now, but, you know, I want to throw it out there for you to think about, you know, how many to-go servers are you using? How efficient are they? You know, what are you doing to maximize that? You know, do you need to reduce the amount of phone lines you have and push more to online calls so that way you're not having to use as much manpower to generate that same number of orders? Because eventually your kitchen will get to a level to where it's going to be, you know, you having to figure out how do you grow it. Like that restaurant that went from 40000 up to 140000 That wasn't overnight, but they did have to figure it out. You know, they had to figure out how to grow the business, just like we did. You know, when COVID hit and we were to go only, you know, we realized our labor cost was super low, um, you know, mainly because we didn't have all the additional support staff that you need for that dine-in experience. But, you know, being a full-service restaurant, you definitely do not want to lose that. You want that for your guests, and definitely I enjoy having the guests in the restaurant and all the noises and chaos and everything else that goes with it. You know, it's, uh, it's just a beautiful sound. But then also, uh, with the transition to more people getting to go food through, you know, DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that type of stuff and Olo and and then just calling in, it's become more of a habit. So how do we balance those two things and really try to make sure that we don't cut off our to-go business uh, just because we think we have to always take care of the dine-in guests, which we want to. But again, it's finding that balance point between the two and how do you continue to grow your business? You know, once we opened up 100%, we were kind of drinking from the fire hydrant and just kind of getting pummeled uh, with the amount of just... uh, dine-in guests coming in to go business still being super strong and us just kind of having to try to you know put our hand in front of the water and kind of slow it up you know and then we're able to figure out how to cut it back and you know we turned off like i said um the online ordering on the weekends and that gave us a enough cushion to start balancing in our execution level with the amount of sales um again you we could have crazy sales and then have poor execution 
and again, cut off our business, or we could try and grow it the right way. So that's where we're at now. So, you know, I kind of want to break down for you uh, my thought process on how we're going to go through this. You know, you're going to start with first, we got to look at our sales. You got to look at hour by hour. You got to look at your to go sales versus your dine in. Um, you got to track how many to go orders you're doing, say, every 15 minutes, uh, every hour. You know, understand it you got to understand your business you got to understand what's causing it so when you get blown up or had a horrible shift again it just can't be oh we had too many orders well maybe it was the grill guide wasn't ready maybe it was someone was 15 minutes late and that was a key person so again you got to drill down on each shift so leaving great notes about why a shift went bad will do great in helping you prepare and then also, if you really did some great planning and preparing, it's leaving those notes too. Give someone else the roadmap to success. So, okay, so now, now you've understood your sales, you've broken down, you, you were able to look back at that. Uh, again, look at your staffing, how many people you have, what is their role, do they know their role, do you have a great system? Again, you know, to me, it's making sure you have a great system, make sure they're trained properly in the system, and then just holding them accountable to it. And then from there, uh, you, you start growing to the next phase. So that way, when you start having hiccups, you can identify them and see if there's a roadblock and see if it's a bottleneck, see if what's causing it and what you can do to relieve the pressure. And this will help you also when you're balancing your dine-in guest on how you control the flow how are you seating your tables? Uh, how are the guests coming in? You know, are your hosts keeping your restaurant full? Are, you, are they waving the kitchen? And understanding when your busy times are for to-go's versus dine-in. Most restaurants will get a to-go pop early. And then after that, the restaurant will fill up. And then we have some locations that you get a super hard to-go pop very early. And then... Uh, the restaurant fills up and then they get a secondary to go pop that's very strong also so you know depending on how all that flows it can definitely be a challenge but making sure there's great communication between the floor and the kitchen between to go in the kitchen and everything is controlled and again having your expos um, very in tune to what the business level is like having great communication with them and doing everything you can to relieve pressure because that's typically a bottleneck whenever the plates are coming and to goes are coming to one person and it's having to be uh, sorted out that will slow things up if they don't have the tools they don't have the personnel to help execute it all right so that's the technical part now let's talk about the leadership part Let's talk about creating belief in your team that they can handle the business, that they get excited for it, that they look forward to the challenge versus right now, sometimes in the restaurants, it looks like, oh, oh man, we're about to get our butts kicked. You know, instead of going, we're going to own this, we're going to nail it. We're going to set a new record for how many to-go orders we can handle in 15 minutes, in an hour. We're going to see what our sales can be. We're going to see if we can outsell the floor. We're going to see what we can do to make this happen. And you give them a goal, something they can achieve versus just kind of making sure they're 100% perfect on the orders, which of course is very important. But you have to give them something they're motivated for, something that they're looking forward to, something that they can brag about. Um, and they go home and tell their parents and loved ones, whatever. It's like, man, we did this tonight and to goes. It's never been done. I mean, you start creating that type of energy, 
you'll be amazed at how much you're going to recharge your staff. And like most restaurants, if you've had servers uh, to go servers that have turned 18 or become 18, you probably made them servers. So the to go team you were working with a few months ago or a year ago that became experts at to go when we were highly to go volume are now having to learn these systems. So, you know, again, getting them to believe that they can do it, you'll see a huge difference in their mindset because they want it to go right. They want it to go well. I mean, are you the type of leader that's on walk-in uh, to your to-go staff, high-five them all, look them in the eyes and says, let's do this? Or are you kind of come in and say, hey, you know, you, you need more salsa, you need more this, uh, or, or you just walk by them because you just kind of take to-go's for granted because you need to deal with that dining guest because you're coming face-to-face with that guest. A to-go guest you don't typically see as much, so especially with curbside, unless there's an issue and they call you out there, you know, that dining guest becomes a big focus for the managers and all wants to goes becomes a little more forgotten. So my challenge to you is do not forget to goes. Make it important. Make them important. And you're going to start seeing the results. Uh, again, there's a lot of money to be made in to goes. That's where our profits will really start kind of going up in, in that sense when we generate it through that area and we balance it with that dining guest. So I'm super excited about the future and I'm and I'm interested to hear what you're doing to make a difference. I notice I have several listeners in the Columbus area, but uh, no matter where you're at, I would love for you to reach out to me at Curtis at GringosTexMex.com. I would love to get any feedback from any of my listeners on any content that you would like me to cover or topic or any feedback that you have for me. Because again, I am new at this and I want to keep growing and just leave with y'all. I want you to continue to manage with your head, lead with your heart, and walk in faith. Thank you.